moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. moment where everything that exists brings you together to that person or to that action for you to act or implement your um, promise. So I'll speak more about this and uh, you'll learn more about a promise I did over 10 years ago to a beautiful, beautiful woman who's today my guest. Hello, everyone. I'm Mylene Elke, your host of the Moving to Oneness podcast. <laughs> so I'm sitting in Germany. So before I introduce my host, also I changed something today for this special occasion because why didn't I forget her, right? There is something important about this promise that I did a long time ago spoke out into the cosmos. I left the doors open so we could hear the children. We can feel the wind, the energy of the wind, of nature, and of even my cat walking in and out, and the laughter of the children. <laughs> So, greetings from Nuremberg, Germany, and I would like to welcome Anna Maria Vasquez, who is not at the moment in Wisconsin, the place where my father's side comes from, but hello, Anna Maria, you are in Colorado. Tell us a little bit, how did it come that you even move back and forth between those two states? What is so special that holds you or invites you to come back and come back and come back? Well, yeah, I'm in Colorado. I'm in central Colorado, right in the Rocky Mountains, right? When I look out my window right here, there's four different 14,000 foot peaks. I'm not sure what the meter conversion is on that, but they're high, they're very tall. Um, and I was born and raised in Wisconsin, not far from where your father lived, actually. And um, Wisconsin is a beautiful place to be from with really good people who live there, very salt of the earth kinds of people who would do anything for you. But the weather is very challenging. Um, you don't get a lot of sun. And when you do, you get a lot of humidity and a lot of bugs. And then in the winter, it's so cold. So I, you know, I, I took some cues uh, and some job offers, right, that moved me from Wisconsin to Colorado. And I had lived there for about a dozen years. And then I had one of those life tsunamis, right, where your life just kind of falls apart in, in a very quick time in the span of 
18 months, my relationship had come to an end, a long-term relationship. One of my soul dogs had crossed over and I lost my job, a really good corporate job, you know, but I kind of hated it, right? Like I would cry on the way to work, but it paid my bills and it allowed me to stay in a beautiful home, right? And in the mountains. Um, and I had to make some decisions and I had some other folks who were wanting to hire me because I did really good. I was a trainer um, at a bank and in higher education. But I thought, I'm going to recreate the same thing if I just jump back in out of fear, right? Like we're afraid we're going to lose our home. We're going to lose, you know, money or, or whatever. Well, I did lose my home. I lost my property and everything. <laughs> and I actually had to return to Wisconsin and move in with my father and it was such a blow to my ego and my self-esteem and my sense of who I was. But I had this inner knowingness, even when they were telling me, right, like, you're losing your job. It was an economic, one of the economic fallouts and every, every business was tightening their belts. And <clears throat> I was on the chopping block. And I remember when they told me there was that fear that set in, but in the back of my mind. I could hear it's, this is all supposed to be happening. And so I started smiling and I'm pretty sure the human resource person was a little nervous. Like, is she having a mental breakdown? <laughs> and I thought, okay, I'm going to trust this. I, I don't know. I don't understand. And I really did lose everything. And it was very difficult that way, but I knew I was at a choice point and I had an opportunity to really test out, right? Like we've got all these universal laws and principles and even platitudes that we just spew, right? Like all the time. And I thought, well, either these things are real, right? Like the law of attraction and things like this, they're either real and I can incorporate them in my life and apply them and create a life that I love, or they are just a bunch of hokum <laughs> designed to just make us feel better until we get through this difficult life. So I took universal principles into my life and I call it my living laboratory and I tested everything out and I was starting at rock bottom because I, I mean, here I am in my dad's spare bedroom, right? With my great Dane um, trying to figure out what am I going to do? And little by little, as I was applying, as I was raising my vibration, as I was making conscious shifts in my, my thought patterns, in how I approached life and what I focused on little by little, these things began to unfold in my life that were phenomenal. And it started in that little bedroom in Wisconsin and I, not long. I actually didn't have to stay too long. And I found an amazing apartment out in the country on an organic farm, which first of all, it, it, it wasn't as big, you know, 10, 12 years ago as it is now. So to find this little slice of heaven, and I remember I went to go see the place and the rent was a little high for me. And I thought, I don't have a job. What am I going to do? So I told the landlord, I would love to take this place. It's perfect for me, but I can't afford it. It's about $150 to $200 too expensive for me. And he said, well, I understand. Thank you very much. Go on. About a week, maybe two weeks passed and I get a phone call from him. And he says, I have never in my life 
done this before. If someone tells me they can't afford the rent, then they just can't afford the rent. That's just how it is. He goes, I'm calling to tell you, would, and he lowered it to $200. And he goes, would that make it affordable for you to live here? He goes, I just keep getting this nudge that you're the right person for this place. And I was blown out of the water because, right, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but it does when you're working from a different level, when you are working from that law of attraction, when you're working from that space that you believe the universe is conspiring on your behalf instead of it not being a friendly universe. So I moved into that apartment and I stayed there for about four years and that's really when we met because I started asking, well, now what do I do, right? Like, I don't know what to do. And so I actually went on a vision quest because of, of my indigenous teachings that had been taught to me. I knew when you're up against it, you know, you go to source and you ask the questions and you surrender. And so I went to the Redwoods in California and I did a vision quest and you don't eat and you don't sleep when you're doing a vision quest. And uh, at the end of the three days, I didn't have any visions and I didn't have any downloads. I wasn't even hallucinating from not eating or sleeping. I was just tired and hungry and a little discouraged. Like, what am I going to do now? This didn't it didn't work, right? For my human mind, it didn't work. But I didn't understand that I had set energy into motion that I couldn't see and I couldn't understand. So, you know, I'm kind of moping all the way back from California to Wisconsin and thinking, oh my goodness, why didn't I take those jobs when they offered them to me? I would be out of the hole by now. I would have moved on. It would have just been a blip. And I thought, I, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And within a week or two of being home, an email came in about learning how to do online businesses, how to share your gifts, how to uh, call other people in. And I thought, huh, well, this is interesting. And so I, I took the plunge, I took the course, and an offshoot of the course was another course where we met yeah. in the how-to, the technical aspects of doing an online business. And sure enough, it was like that trajectory took me and it allowed me to build a business that is thriving and growing a decade later. And it it led to us meeting as well. So my journey has been one of faith and of really clearing out and facing the fear that I felt at every step along the way and trusting and learning to really be a conscious co-creator instead of being at the whim and having to react to all the energy, learning how to navigate energy, learning how to work with energy. And through that, a natural byproduct is connecting with animals, connecting with trees, connecting with rocks. So none of it looked the way I thought it should look throughout the journey, but I feel like I'm the poster child for creating a life that you love that is beyond even you, what you were hoping that you could do. 
And so when you reached out to me, and it took a couple of minutes for me to go, how do I know this woman? And then I was like, oh my goodness. And the memories came flooding back and, you know, all of that. And it's been a really good um, time of acknowledgement and confirmation, you know, like you said, of the promises that we made to ourselves, that we made to each other. And it feels so phenomenal to be here with you because I am in a different physical space than I was at that time in my little tiny studio apartment on the farm to this beautiful sprawling ranch in the mountains of Colorado and really being the go-to nature gal, right? Like the one who really helps people reconnect to nature and remember who they are and this phenomenal connection we have. And so every single day, I'm in such deep gratitude about the journey, right? Like I may not have enjoyed every part of it, but I see it now. I see the merit in it. And I see how it allowed me to create and to learn that I can create at every step of the way. So I want to thank you for keeping your word because this is this is the message that people need to know because I remember what it was like being afraid and thinking I'm never going to be able to do this to now I'm doing this, right? And at a successful level, I mean, it, it, it's pretty phenomenal and anyone can do it. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that is so right. Um, we all can do it. And I want to talk a little bit about that promise. We met online about 11 years ago in the summer. I can remember I had just moved from Munich to this area here. My son was small. And uh, I wanted to learn how to do summits. And it was a class, a course about summits, how to create them, how to design them, how to organize them. At that time, there weren't many summits. Milena, I think a few years, uh, two years earlier, had started the first one. So it was um, at, 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 it's very crisp. It, was, uh, it had a newness. And at that time, I already knew I wanted to share my message and connect with many beings. And you did the same. Otherwise, we would have not met. And I remember uh, telling you, and sometimes that's what happens for me, what I learned about myself, I just suddenly open my mouth and something comes out. <laughs> and then I speak the future of, uh, it's more or less always like a prophecy, right? And I said, you'll be on uh, my show. I'll invite you and we'll do something together later on. Now, later on is now this time, but we all, the energy, you stayed with me. And this is really interesting. I want to uh, share with everyone and, and share that importance. When you meet people, it can be only for an instance, and you have a certain understanding or a knowing, you came together to start weaving something, right? For your future, for many others, especially a lot of, of you out there are healers, right? So you're always creating and you're preparing for others to walk a certain walk or take a certain path. And you have to be an example. 
So trust yourself that who you are and what you bring to this beautiful planet is of importance. And uh, this is also rather uh, important is the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, but, but, to, but to feel it and know and to trust and also know that in that moment as uh, Anna Maria used the word so beautiful, you're collaborating with everyone that exists, right? So with nature, with other people, with the star nations, with animals, with the wind, whatever is important in that moment. Yeah, and I'm happy. And then I remember that over the times here and there, you started your first summit. I never did a summit. I went then right into radio and I still want to do my summit. <laughs> still in my head <laughs> now I'm doing a podcast and um, you flourished and what I love so much about it and you hinted to it that you're always working with animals or with trees especially right when you do nature uh, we're rather similar you always have an image of yourself even over these times of this de decade with the dog in your arm and you're outdoors so that is very important and it shows so much. And I also invite here again, if you take pictures for yourself or your bread and show yourself to the world of what you do, show what you're connected to. It is part of your essence. It's part of you because again, it's the team. We don't go out into the world alone. We may think it, you may think it, I have thought it often. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. <laughs> Sometimes it feels a divesting and a heavy load, but then you go out into the world and then, you know, oh my God, I'm not alone. And that's why I have this podcast, right, Anna Maria, to share stories of others, of myself, to, uh, for others to grasp or to recognize themselves in it or get excited of trying something new. Well, you know, there's those, it, you live in a small town. I live in a small town now. I grew up in a big city, but I remember feeling like I'm the only one here who believes these things or, or who has an interest in these spiritual or universal concepts. And I couldn't just go someplace to a coffee shop and talk to people about it. And that was the draw of the summits for me, because for me, I was someone who participated in them in the early days because I got connected to experts and, and people who were talking about things that really resonated for me and a whole community of people. And what I found is they were all over the world, right? And I thought right away, it hit me. We're not alone. We're just all over the place. And the summits, you know, with the, you know, the flourishing of the internet, we have this ability to not feel alone anymore and to feel a part of whatever it is that moves us. And I thought if I could be a conduit for that to help people connect with the animals and you know, natural and holistic ways of being and living with our animals and, and in our own life, that that would be phenomenal for me. And it was so great because it was wonderful to pull all these experts from all over the place, all over the world together, as well as 
participants who were interested in these things and we could share and, and it really was a beautiful way to do it. Even outside of a business plan, it was a beautiful offering and a beautiful unfolding of our connectedness. And so we don't have to feel alone or weird or anything. It's, it gives us a place where we can really come into our own. Yeah, yeah. And you know, at the time now, it up leveled anyway, right? We became suddenly so open in the US, we were more open anyway already to the, the internet uh, exchanging with even using, I'm going to use the platform we're using here right now. I remember first year, no one in Germany knew about it. Many people didn't know about it. And now it's in everyone's um, mouth. Also, it is now uh, normal for people to work on it, or if it's not this platform, another one, and people can stay more at home. So th there is a calmness, a peacefulness that can go back into people. And they also have noticed that they can build, or I have noticed, you must have noticed that too, Anna Maria, a community suddenly happens, or we were both uh, uh, shamanically, right? We would use the word, the rituals being created, even if you have an hour and uh, if there's, it's an impeccable act, I don't know, in your summits, but in my radio shows, I always noticed it always started with some words that I spoke that led to wisdom to arise or the questions people wrote in or callers would call in and what they would ask for at the end, it made sense, right? And then it was an impeccable act. So it was closed. And uh, this is also in a way a modern uh, ritual. And this I think will also lead the way again to go back to Uh, exploring what are really rituals are about and also leading us to physically coming back together and be much more in community, coming together in groups and sharing our interests. So, you know, I also see it that maybe for 50, you were more on purpose, we were separated a lot. And so this also a huge move again in saying, oh, it's not so bad if I'm suddenly how I am in a t-shirt or the way I am at home and people maybe can see how I live, right? So many fears disappeared from many of wars in, in, in many countries, right? That uh, we still carry in our ancestry. So I, I, I see this as coming something beautiful together, a, a new way and an encouragement of, oh, if I can do it here, I can do it somewhere else. And that will open up the new doors again to move us into a natural state in a natural way of ancient way of communities, which will be the future and the ancient, right? There is this bridge is being built right now where we can learn to fully let go and open up when we come together with others that we know or don't know. That yeah, the bridges. The bridges that are being built. And again, it's a new version of the ancient, right? Like we yeah. used to just gather, you know, where we were in proximity to each other around the fire, you know, the light. And now we're gathered around our screens. <laughs> But light, it's most of the time. It, right, the light. There's still light. We're still gathered around it. And, you know, the, it, it makes me excited because, yeah, there's a lot of 
issues with technology, right? And there's a lot of downfalls for society around technology with people being stuck in their phones all day. But there's so much beauty and so much coming together Mm -hmm. and so much sharing and expansion that this allows, uh, you know, everyday people. And that is what I love about it. And that, you know, now we're doing these video calls and and who knows what it's going to be in another five years, 10 years or whatever, but what a phenomenal, you know, what a phenomenal ride. (laughs) Yeah, I I think so too. And I, I spoke with someone, I forgot who it was, but he thought, you know, even the youth now using Corona again for a second, they're much more on uh, the telephones, but what is their honing in is in telepathy. Yes. Yeah. And I thought, wow. So we, right. We all know what is coming. We all know we're moving into telepathy. We will be communicating different. We'll be much more in a natural state again. There won't be a currency. There will be peace, but it has to start somehow. And because we never had what is coming and we never had this transition from the industrial phase and the technology phase back, uh, not even back into whatever we're moving (laughs) into. uh, So it's uh, important to notice and stay open and stay alert and, and see much more than the eye says, because what is rising, we can't even fathom yet because none of us had the experience. And right. even I sometimes think about it, if a prophet or something said something, they could be understood. They knew what it would feel like, the energies, some can say, but then you couldn't translate it, right? Into, into let's say, the dense physical, uh, the vocabulary maybe was not there. And if you right. couldn't see or sense uh, how would you know? And so because many of us are not really connected anymore or learning luckily to, to, to reconnect, right? Everyone is getting so much more in tune with everything around them um, that we will have and have to build new vocabulary for what is coming, a new way of relationship, new way of learning what we're made of, right? The science behind, we can't even use what the science was a few hundred years ago. We even have to develop the new science. Right. Again, it becomes very shamanically. So it, it's going to be a, a fun ride. So what are, are the trees saying to all of this? Do you sometimes, I bet you go out into the world and just communicate when you don't do sessions for others. Um, uh, with the trees or with some of your animals I always see you with dogs so so share a little bit of what they're bringing and what they are sensing for others yeah that that is the first piece that was shared with me by the trees the trees were actually the first ones who made the connection with me I had always had a profound connection especially with dogs that that's those are my, those are my people. Um, but I would have never said I was an animal communicator, right? Cause I, I just knew I had a strong connection with them, but we didn't even have that language when I was growing up. There just weren't animal community or there were, but no one talked about them and they didn't talk about it. So the trees actually first were the ones who first connected with me that I could hear first. And they really helped me learn a lot. And one of the first things that they taught me 
was the importance of the humans remembering their connection. Because as soon as we started moving out of the forests, we began to forget. And we forgot not only our connection to the natural world, you know, to all the elements, you know, the trees, the rocks, the animals, the, the earth herself, we forgot our own abilities, hmm. our own connection abilities. And what's fascinating, like you said, with the technology, the technology that we have is actually pale in comparison to what our human abilities really are. So anything that we can do with our devices is not, it's a bland carbon copy of what we have available to us when we start to remember. And with the earth in the state that it's in and and the humans in the state that we're in, remembering our connection is, it's critical to us moving forward and creating a different possibility. You know, everything that you talked about, the peace, the coexistence with with everyone and without this hierarchy of we dominate the animals, we dominate the land, we dominate each other, right? Or the other. When we move past that, that's what's coming, but it comes from this remembrance And the one thing that has been true for me from from the beginning was that time spent out in nature connecting because we are, we're bombarded with everybody else's energy, right? We are very telepathic beings. So we feel everything and we think it's ours. And then we're in these synthetic environments where all of the EMFs, right? The electromagnetic fields, the radio waves, the microwaves, the 5G, the all of this is going on all the time. And it scrambles our messages. It scrambles our ability to intuit and hear. Um, and so right away, they were like, more time in nature, more time in nature. And to this day, right, even with a very busy, thriving business, I have made it a point to keep my schedule in a way that I have that time to go and connect. And as I listen for my tribe, I have to, you know, I remember, I can't even remember who it was that said it, but there was a spiritual teacher who said, you know, I, I, I spend an hour a day in my spiritual practices, unless it's a really busy day, then I spend two hours because (laughs) it's so important and even now, it, as I teach people how to step into their abilities, I tell them when that self-doubt comes up, it requires that you spend more time in nature. Because the more time you spend in nature, the more you are flooded with those negative ions, but you're also tuning in to your higher self and that voice from your higher self. And the trees, the rocks, the animals absolutely help to amplify that. They help us remember. I mean, they're like our brethren. And so that part about going out and just listening, not asking, right? That one of the things the trees have laughed and joked about over the years has been, man, the humans, they, they spend so much time asking, please give me a sign. Please tell me this, please. Da, 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 da. And then we never shut up and we never listen for the answer. We spend all this time asking, but we never listen for an answer. And 
they, they think it's endearing. It's an endearing, charming quality of ours. And uh, as soon as we get over that, you know, we can really start to tune in. So they have taught me to collaborate with the various aspects, the various beings in nature as a way to help amplify, amplify what's coming in for me, amplify my intentions going out, calling in my divine right tribe that really resonates with the trees, the dogs, the animals. But you're right. Like I, it has been such a crucial part and so important to me that it is rare. It's a rare time that there is not an animal with me or a tree, you know, like right now I can even see some of my favorite trees and things like that. And, and when I plan appearances or retreats, it's important to me that they take place in nature or a place where we're very close to nature because I start to get a little squirrely, right? Like I, blah, when I'm in like a concrete jungle, which is funny, my, one of my horses just popped his head up to the window here <laughs> because I, the syntheticness, it, it feels fake to me, right? And so I've learned ways to be where I can stay connected to nature and to help people because there are people who live in the city and they love it, right? Like there's a vibrancy and a flow and a rhythm in a city. And even if we are living in, at the top of a high rise in the middle of New York City, we can still connect to nature. And so that has been really one of my missions is to help people remember, remember the importance of the connection and then remember how to do it no matter where we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I have so many friends, they take the drum and then they're off. I'm not a drummer. I need to sit in the sun. And for my mother, I've learned from her, she just needs to open the door and be outside. The moment you just goes outside, you can feel the switch in her whole uh, attitude and how she feels more calm, connected in that moment. And yes, our buildings do miscolor, but it's easy just sometimes if your house plants, right? Absolutely. That's why I think so many people have pets. Everyone you've heard just at the beginning of the show, a running water that's uh, being in the in the shower or washing your hands really quick is a quick one. We can look at the sky, at the stars, right? That's why the so moon. much people love to gaze. Why why is the moon attracting so us? You know, there are many reasons, but a quick connection, right? And a, a quick R, it also pulls our intention far, right? In that moment, I... Um, God, when I was in college, uh, we studied uh, interior environments, right, as landscape architect as well. And there was one a lecturer and she said, just put up a panoramic poster at your workplace or in your home if you don't have it. So if you're a lot in the computer, for example, even if it's a cityscape with a lot of roofs, because that also creates something that is part of nature. So, or put a, a poster of a trees or a beach or over water or mountains, whatever you love, and you glance at it for 20 seconds and your whole body goes. So that's another thing. If you don't uh, are able to have a plant or a pet and you cannot always run, if you're some office buildings, I remember you have to go very far to get to some yes. running a water. Yeah. And, mm. um, 
So this is some uh, little tips, but whatever is important for you out there, do what you need to do to have a moment for yourself. These are precious gifts and yes. you're a precious being. You're a beautiful being. Give yourself more and more and more. And again, more and more and more moments, times uh, that feel right for you, that feel beautiful to yeah. you, where you can ex exhale. Yeah, this exhale go very uh, wide and in, uh, invite others to do it yeah. with you. <laughs> and most of us who, you know, have it as a practice, right, we've, we've got big chunks of time that we do it in that we make sure we make room for. But I remember when I started, it was like a minute, right? Like that's all my brain thought I could come up with, right? Because I was running from here to there. And just so start where you can, even if it's 30 seconds, right? You know, you can set a timer on your phone for 30 seconds. And I get when our brain is telling us, I, I don't have the time, I don't have the time, but 30 seconds, right? You can do that in the bathroom really quick, 30 yeah. seconds, but find that time. Even to this day, if I'm if I don't seem quite right, or I seem a little frazzled, my partner's like, when's the last time you were outside? Have you talked to the trees today? Because he knows that's my source, right? And, and if I get too distracted by the busyness, right, and then we make the concessions, and we're like, oh, well, I'll just do this, or I'll keep working instead of just going outside for 30 seconds, right? But we can build on it. So wherever, wherever you live, wherever you are in your own practice, start there. If it's just that 30 seconds of breathing, because that the breath is life force energy that is moving into our body that uh, connects us to the quantum field of possibilities. And so often when we look, we're holding our breath, we're holding our breath and our shoulders are up to our ears, right? Like there's no exhale. It's just the constant. <gasps> and so we learn and we retrain our body to be in a more relaxed state so that we're not constantly in that fight or flight, but we're in the open space where the divine can get a word in edgewise, where the trees can talk to us, where our cat, our fish, our dog, our horse can talk to us and let us know about what's really important during our time here on earth. And it's not rushing from one place to another. Mm -mm. It was interesting while you were speaking, uh, there came the thought food was speaking to me and so the natural foods, so a, a banana, a vegetable, a, 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 a cucumber, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, even touching it and eating it is, is the same thing, not uh, uh, processed foods, right? right? But it's so important. And this already helps you also. Um, if you're doing something busy, cut up some vegetable or fruit and place it next to your work. And if you notice you need support, food or the being of the banana or the being of the, the, the cucumber, right? The cu information as well. Or we were, we're both wearing beads today. So I thought that's interesting. <laughs> I always find it funny what thing I <laughs> pull out, right? A bead, a piece of stone for me some metal or uh, even for some people we while people love rings there is something the moment you touch it or you we have a mostly on the ring finger 
So there's also an, a, a, an energy point, an area, right? When you can touch it, or even if you don't have wear rings, just touch there and, and they'll help you to reconnect to yourself. Well, all of these are things that are high vibrations, right? Like whole food is so important. And, and they do the, I can't remember the word of it. There's a certain kind of photography, Krillian perhaps is the word, but they will photograph like a piece of fruit versus a candy bar. And you see this light that emanates from the apple or the banana versus the processed food. It's gray and it's dark. There's no life force energy. It's been, right? And so you think about that, you, you know, you think about that in your choices, is this high vibration or low vibration? And the more, the further away from nature things are in general, right? The more, the less life force energy that's in it. And with the processed food comes all the things that act as neurotoxins and scramblers, right? So when people are like, I'm trying to connect with the animals or the angels or my higher self or the trees, and they can't, we want to pay attention to what we're putting in, on, and around our body because everything is energy and it's either going to raise your vibration or it's going to lower your vibration. And so we want to pay attention to that. And the more closer to nature kinds of things we're doing and uh, putting in on or around ourselves, it makes a difference. And so if you're struggling to make that connection or hold that connection or have it on demand is what I ask people. Are you, do you have on-demand guidance? Do you have an on-demand connection? And if it's spotty and sketchy, there are easy things in your environment that you can tweak and shift and change that doesn't have, because I know people are like, yeah, but I love my potato chips or I love my, you know, boxed food. And I'm not saying you can never have it, but I'm saying you have to retrain your brain to be able to have a well-worn path that makes that connection. And then, right, like then I can eat junk food. But if I'm needing to be in the listening for myself or, or for a client or for a project that's trying to come through, I do clean up my diet. You know, I eat a pretty clean plant-based diet normally, although I do call myself uh, Zorba the Buddha because I love that we get to experience everything in this physical nature. Like we touch things, we smell things, we taste things. And there's so much to experience, but to not have anything own you, right? Like nothing should have control over you and to the detriment where it's tuning you out instead of helping you tune in. So there's a lot of consciousness that we need to bring to our everyday living that would make a world of change in our everyday experiences. So I love that we talked about that, that because these are basic things that when we're struggling to make the connection that we don't always think about. Yeah. And then the simple one, what do you sit on? I, you know, I have natural fabrics. I, I wear natural fabrics. It has to be medicine for me. The furnishings in my home. Yeah, there may be a few here things that are not maybe uh, they're artificial. But then I do say, are they here for me? Are they here for my son? Are they here for my partner? Are they here for my animal? Right? Is there a reason? And sometimes even a potato chip, there's a reason you're eating a potato chip to get some memories back or to, for your body to feel a certain way so you can become aware and what to change and how to change or remember something. Um, but you're totally right. 
all my studies, the higher vibration you come into, what is important, and you're you hinting to that, is to hold the vibration. So, and our meditation is, is not that we should be 24 hours in a high vibratory state. And, um, right, even you said you go on a vision quest. And normally, if you have a vision or you go and look for something or you go to the, 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 the wisdom keepers, they say they come back maybe with the answer tomorrow. Because they need all night to clear and give you the precise answer that is needed. And that reminds me, you also said what the tree said. I thought when the tree spoke, you shared that wisdom that we ask. I think this comes from how we've been trained the last, I don't know, hundred thousands of years, right? That is also luckily changing again that we take ownership of our thought, ownership of our life, of our actions. And that we know, that you know, and that I know that I'm always a collaborator. And that word is not just a word to be thrown out, is you have an active participation in whatever you create. And Anna Maria, you have been sharing, especially also at the beginning, a beautiful way of, of your intention. And sometimes it takes time. Yeah, shamanically, we know we set intention, intent, the environment, the world has other people, other beings, right? They, a whole thing has to start to move. Sometimes it can be a very quick thing and it, it takes time. So again, hold that vibration high in every way you can. Get support from people like Anna Maria or me, trees, a pet, food, furnishings, a plant in your house. It's an unending uh, list and uh, that you know you're not alone. And then you can create really what you desire. So don't give up and know you're not alone, right? And you, you've shared this so beautiful, Anna Maria. You have maybe a last word or tip that comes from, I see you like you have a little party or this one image really of you again, where you have the trees, where you have the birds, the wind and your dogs. And what do you say as that one voice, if you all would say something together for us, what is coming now? Um, in these times, we got now fall 2021, oh yeah, today, <laughs> and as we're recording this, what is something that needs to be spoken? You know, the first thing that started coming through as I was visualizing, you know, my, my team of collaborators, trees, dogs, animals, rocks, the mountains, and it's authenticity, Right. Mm -hmm. So being authentic with where you are so often in, in these spiritual communities, we want to love and light everything, right? Rainbows and unicorns. And sometimes that's not what it is. Sometimes there's more going on. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that the trees, the animals, the rocks have, have really taught me is to be authentic and honest about what's going on, right? Like, Every day isn't rainbows and unicorns. Some days it's hard. Some days we're struggling. Some days we don't understand how things are unfolding or why it's unfolding. 
And instead of just wallowing in that all day long and why me and why this and why blah, blah, blah. And I'm such a good person. And, you know, our, our sad little stories that we just play on repeat all day. And then we wonder why we keep creating more of the same. If we become honest, one of the main keys in being a conscious creator that that they taught me was come to us and tell us what's going on and be honest about how you feel about it. And so to come in and say, you know, I'm having a hard time understanding what's unfolding or I'm intending and asking to create this, but this is what's showing up. And this is how I feel about it. Like I'm frustrated or I'm angry or I don't get it. And then to restate, what is it that you're creating? But we have to move that other energy first. And so often we want to keep a lid on it. And we want to pretend like it's not there and we don't want to look at it, but everything is energy and it is creating under, under the surface. So it's imperative that we be honest, right? Like, yeah, there's a lot of top of the mountain kinds of days, right? And, and one of my rules is if I go too long in a day without experiencing something truly magical, I know I'm out of alignment and I need to either get outside or I, I need to shift somehow. But that part about being honest and authentic and present to what's real or what seems real to me at the moment has been the key to moving through the density and what the earth herself and the animals and the trees have helped me release from myself and that they hold in such a beautiful way and help to transmute so that I don't have to be next week, next year, 10 years from now, telling the same sad story over and over about what's not working. And that being authentic and, and being honest and, and pure with your heart when you come with whatever's going on, that to me has been the biggest key that helped move from the moment that I was sitting in that human resource office going, oh no, what in the world am I going to do? Right. And at that point I was having to work three and four jobs to keep things going. Even though I had a really good corporate job where I lived was, it was very high cost of living place. And so I had three other part-time jobs just to keep everything going. And I will tell you that is not the case now, right? Like I have one business, it's my business, it's connecting with animals and it's not a hobby, it's not a side gig. It has allowed me to live a really beautiful, thriving life where I am of service and where I get to create from a place that is helping and raising the vibration. So, you know, I might have thought I was on top of the world at that point in that corporate job, but I hated so much of it. And I didn't like, even like myself that much at that time. And I didn't understand what the point was to go back in to recreate that. And so instead of resisting those kinds of questions that are going to make you make some big changes, well, I was kind of pushed, but then I did lean into it, you know, then I surrendered. But you but asked for that push anyway. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> And what I think the biggest thing was, you don't have to have that big push. You don't have to have that big life tsunami. You can start making changes now, even if you are in the job that you don't like. You can still, you don't have to upend your whole life. You can start to shift it in a very manageable way 
that will still create a beautiful outcome, but without all the trauma and drama in there, right? Like I am so far from trauma and drama anymore that when I see it, I'm like, eesh, eesh, that used to be the norm, right? Like, especially spending time with family. Like I told you, we just did and beautiful to be with family. Wonderful. But you also see the old limiting patterns that you were a part of that you bought into that, but by grace, I learned another way to do it so that I don't have to live in that constant high drama trauma every day, because that's exhausting. And it doesn't leave a lot of room to create. You're just trying to survive. Uh, and it's, we're done with just surviving. So everyone know you can do it. Set out your vision very, very far. Set out your vision as huge as you can. Uh, be courageous. You have here two beautiful women <laughs> that have done it, that know so many others who have done it, some slower. I was someone who always said, no, bring it on. <laughs> I wanted right. to move, to remember, to reconnect the fastest way possible. So... It was not always smooth and I many tears I cried, many mad moments, as you said, uh, Anna Maria. <laughs> I'm but a cusser. I cussed a lot. <laughs> but it's worth it. If I look back, if I uh, acknowledge now what other people speak, how they uh, see me, even people that don't even know, and they say, oh my God, I'm here. That's where I wanted to get <laughs> And this is amazing. Suddenly the environment will tell you that your vision has appeared because they can see and feel you and your vision. So it keep on going. Anna Maria, thank you to share your ways of consciously creating the life one desires. I desire, you desire, we all desire and giving uh, your tips and your beautiful fun energy, <laughs> sharing that with us and uplifting us at the same time. And a lot of healing was going on. You can't, I bet not, not do that. <laughs> that is a, a part of you being a healer as you reconnect people to themselves and to all other existing beings. So Anna Maria, thank you very much. Everyone out there, reach out. Maria, do you have a, a web to share? And I'll put that also in the show notes. You can Absolutely. My website is intentiontraining.com. And they can go there and you can find, I have a free gift that I offer in exchange for your email address. That will give you the top five tips that I have for connecting with animals and nature. Mm -hmm. It's all about what we've been talking about, vibration, ways to do it, and, and energetic supplementation that we, again, where we don't have to struggle and work so hard, but we can work in synergy with life force energy to help us move. And then, of course, it, it automatically puts you on my mailing list so you stay in touch with any appearances that I've got, any classes that I've got coming up, any anything that I'm sharing. I typically do uh, mini readings for the folks in my email list. And I have a free broadcast that I do twice a month called What's Up Wednesday, where we talk about what's up energetically. We do readings. It's a great time to gather and just raise our vibration. So I'm so grateful that 
we connected all those years ago that you kept your promise. You remembered your promise, right? How many times do we say things and then we just don't even remember it anymore. And that you have stepped in and created a beautiful platform for us to have these soulful conversations and to remind all of us of the possibilities. So thank you. This, this has been such a fun stroll down memory lane and my partner and I have had great conversations around it too. And it's been a really fun time uh, remembering, right? And then putting that out there as a possibility for others that no matter where you are, right? It doesn't matter if you're crying and cussing in your room right now, because and you're looking at your checkbook balance and it's not a positive number it do, none of that matters that's what's happening that's what the 3d is showing right now but you can change that and you can be the conscious creator in that and that's the hope that i want to leave people with because we are here to have an amazing experience and if that's not what you're having then we can change that yeah right we can do it or just do it. I read that's a Nike slogan. And I, I love that. I say that a lot and uh, to myself or if I get, I stumble and uh, even sometimes think about the, the symbol is so beautiful. It's right. It's like a, a check mark or also like a beautiful movement and a point where you start and again, then it flows or it can fly. Yeah like the shoe, right? You can run really fast. There's so many things in, in that simple, but the first stop needs to be done. And your, your decision in this moment, if you want to just decide, yes, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to change something. I'm going to do it. I'm going to be me. I'm going to be authentic. Now is the time. Pick one of them or many of them and off you go. <laughs> yes. And Yeah. So if you also need support, come to our community, Moving to Oneness Facebook uh, group. You're always welcome there. You can also ask questions or demand topics for other shows. And I thank you for listening, Anna Maria. Thank you for sharing your time again with us. And we'll have you back one day. Everyone, this is Mylene, And I wish you a wonderful day. Bye-bye.